Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is Fox 2 News and News 11, the power of 2 at 6 a.m. St. Louis County police shoot a man in Afton last night. What led up to that violent shooting? I do know that with us, we have a staffing part of our plant that does make parts for other plants. So I think our president does know what kind of effect it will have. GM lays off 2,000 employees at a plant in Fairfax, Kansas. Why the automaker says the ongoing strike at the Wentzville plant is to blame. Looters and squatters returning to downtown St. Louis, the old railway exchange building once home to famous a bar, after the owners stopped paying for security. Now, city officials are looking to reclaim that historic terracotta building. We welcome you back. It is Thursday, September 21st. You are watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Pertzborn. I'm Blair Leday. We get straight to breaking news right now. All right, let's start with this. We're hearing reports of an escaped prisoner in South St. Louis County. And that call came out to police a little after five this morning, but the prisoner might have left the hospital more than an hour before that. And we have calls out now to St. Louis County Police and a crew on the way to the scene. We'll keep you updated as this whole thing unfolds. All right, All right we're taking a live look now at our Together Credit Union roof cam. Jimmy Travers joining us and there's some rain in the forecast. No, Jamie, we'll check back with you. You need a new battery. Let's go to Amelia. How are your batteries, Amelia? My batteries, I think they're working. Okay, Excellent. we're in business. We'll check back in with Jamie here in just a few. But uh, getting out the door this morning, our traffic is looking really good. 55 in Carondelet is moving. You can see the northbound direction is going to have the heavier amount of cars, but nothing that should slow you down significantly for anybody heading up that way. Anybody at the 64 and 170 interchange going on maybe 64 towards the city, your commute's going to look really, really good on this Thursday. So right now, no issues other than some battery issues here at Fox 2, but everything is moving out there on the roadways. Blair and John. All right, a man is in the hospital this morning after police say he got into a gunfight with uh, county police officers who responded to a domestic disturbance. Yeah, Fox 2's Chris Renier is in Afton with what we're learning this morning. We are just off Gravway, right by Rambor Drive. This entire incident unfolding on Rambor, just behind us here. The latest word we have from county police is that the suspect who was shot by county police officers during that exchange of gunfire is in critical but stable condition this morning. This all started just before 7.15 last night. St. Louis County Police Sergeant Tracy Panis telling us two county police officers responded to a domestic disturbance call on Rambor here. Panna says the officers were told before they arrived that an adult male suspect was intoxicated and was refusing to allow the person who called police to leave the home. Officers were also told that the man threatened to harm police if they responded. Panna says when the two officers got here, they saw the suspect sitting on the front porch of the home with a handgun in each of his hands. 
Panish tells us the officers told the suspect numerous times to drop the guns, and they also tried to talk with the man to de-escalate the situation. But Panish says the man refused to comply and raised one of the guns toward one of the officers. That's when both officers and the suspect opened fire. The officers were not hurt, but the suspect was hit and was taken to the hospital with what Panis calls life-threatening injuries. Here is some of what Panis told us about responding to calls like this one. It's very challenging. We always assume when we roll up on any scene that everyone's armed. We just make that assumption. Um, but knowing it when we go in and knowing that someone has made those threats to harm us as soon as we get here, it definitely escalates the situation. So we are more aware of our surroundings. We're more aware of the, the people that we're working with and we're trying to de-escalate that situation. Nobody else, including the original caller, was hurt. The officers involved are 29 and 38 years old. We're told the 29-year-old has one and a half years of law enforcement experience, while the 38-year-old has three and a half years of experience. Reporting after, I'm Chris Fournier. Missouri State Senator Steve Roberts of St. Louis wants a state audit of the downtown city jail. Inmates beat a prison guard there and held him hostage last month. Two inmates also died in the jail last month. A member of the Civilian Jail Oversight Board was even arrested for trespassing at the jail just trying to get information. Aldermen say they're being stonewalled by the mayor's office asking for jail records. And Senator Roberts also blames the mayor for not providing basic information about what's going on at the jail. All right, 604 right now. General Motors says the Wentzville strike is impacting other assembly plants across the region. 2,000 employees at a plant in Fairfax, Kansas, got laid off. The Power of Two's Mallory Thomas has the latest from the picket lines as the strike goes into its seventh day. The ripple of the auto worker strike is crossing state lines. I do know that with us, we have a staffing part of our plant that does make parts for other plants. So I think our president does know what kind of effect it will have. So the plan that he's implemented, I, I, I fully agree with it. Victor Dollison works in GM's body assembly in Winsville. He says the 2019 strike was his first time to walk off the job, but says four years later, this strike is different. I know from the management side, I do hear, I know the economy is crazy, but that still doesn't negate the fact that everything else that they're still receiving, despite what the economy is and how we're receiving pennies compared to them receiving dollars. GM's website says in the 2019 contract, hourly workers with less than one year of service earning $17 an hour had the potential to reach more than $32 an hour over the contract. It also says the company's current proposal they are offering is a 20% raise for employees, including temporary workers. It goes on to say about 85% of current represented employees would earn a base pay of $82,000 a year. Victor says a higher salary is the number one reason he's out here picketing. The biggest thing is the raises. I think a lot of people don't understand the strenuous things that we do do with our bodies when we're actually inside here. For instance, my job, I lift heavy metal parts with gloves and I'm consistently moving nonstop. And the wear and tear on our bodies, I think a lot of people don't understand. 
And that was Mallory Thomas reporting. The union president is giving another hard deadline of this Friday. That means we could see more plants going on strike by the end of the week. Meanwhile, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker orders all of Illinois flags to fly at half staff until Saturday. This is to honor fallen Marine Captain Eleanor LeBeau Cook of Belleville. She died piloting a Marine Osprey that crashed in Australia last month. Her remains returned to Scott Air Force Base while personnel from the Scott or from Scott rather lined the motorcade route as a tribute. Visitation for Captain Cook is from 3 to 7 tomorrow at Renner and Sons Funeral Home in Belleville. The funeral is at 1030 Saturday morning at the Cathedral of St. Peter. The group flagman's mission continues is asking for volunteers to help put a thousand flags out today along the funeral procession route to take those flags down on Saturday. McNair Park in St. Charles was shut down temporarily as police looked into a call about a suspicious item. This all happened yesterday. The St. Charles bomb squad unit went out to the call to look into a canister found on a picnic table in the park. Officers say the suspicious canister they found was actually from a gender reveal party, but they say they have to take every call seriously. Well, Berkeley police say they found half a brick of cocaine, a stolen gun and ammunition all during a drug bust. That happened on Sunday at a gas station right off of uh, I-170. The drug bust comes after several agents with Homeland Security Investigations conducted this investigation on 270 the day before. The Fox Files spotted a canine and special agents on the side of the road for nearly two hours. They were searching the contents of an SUV and the luggage in the trunk. Well, the ongoing battle between Ameren and St. Charles over contaminated water wells continues. City Well 4, which was recently reopened and being pumped as sewer water, has been ordered to shut down by the EPA. The well had previously been closed since 2005 due to vinyl chloride contamination. The National Cancer Institute has identified the gas as a cancer-causing agent. Ameren issued a statement in response, and they said the decision by the city to use this decades-old obsolete well for the first time in approximately 20 years in an attempt to undermine remediation activities was irresponsible. To date, six of the seven wells in the city's well field are shut down. They've tested positive for contamination from the Ameren Huster Road substation that is an EPA Superfund site. Well, looters are hitting the old uh, railway exchange building in downtown St. Louis again, once home to the famous bar department store. And uh, city crews were boarding up the same spot they had covered in January as well with boards. Those looters and squatters were ravaging the building back then. They're still doing it now. People who live in that area say they've returned since the building's owners in Florida stopped paying for on-site security. Still, city stakeholders are optimistic. They say they're meeting to map a new future. It is not atypical for a project of this complexity to take two years just in planning, like I said, conceptualization, planning, financing. And I would expect that it may take that long for us to get to the point where we are putting a shovel in the ground, so to speak. But I think all along the way, we're picking up momentum. Alderwoman uh, Kara Spencer, she represents that area. She's calling for an emergency, some kind of emergency action from the city of St. Louis to secure that historic terracotta building for good.